God is with you. Let us pray. God of liberation, confronting the powers that exclude the unclean and bind us to death. May we receive your word of authority, your rule of peace, your earthy holiness, which comes not to destroy, but to set us free. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. With stormy conditions this last week, Santa Barbara had the chance to break out our winter gear. On Wednesday, my middle son Jimmy was so cold that he wore his ski jacket zipped up all day, even when he was inside the house. On Friday, Jimmy and I snuck off for a little trip up Figueroa Mountain uh, to go find some snow. We got up there and uh, found plenty of snow. We made the world's smallest snowman, and Jimmy proceeded to pelt me in the face with several snowballs. With all that going on, I remembered when I first got into mountain adventures. I took a winter mountaineering course at my high school. I dreamed about ice climbing and rappelling down huge granite faces, making snow caves and skiing into the wilderness on skins. Imagine the disappointment on my 14-year-old face when we proceeded to spend the first several weeks on orienteering, reading maps and compasses. 28 years later, I see just how important that work was. If you are in the backcountry, it is easy to get lost. Even with a refined topographical map, it can be very hard to read elevation changes in deep snow or in storms or when you're hypothermic or hungry. You can look all around you and have no idea where you are. After a month without in-person church, after the holidays, the election, the coup, the inauguration, the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic, it seems like a good time for us to get oriented. This is St. Michael's, maybe just the podcast, but a community that spreads beyond the confines of our physical location. St. Michael's is a place where you are loved unconditionally. The year is 2021. After a bumpy start, this year seems to be a bit smoother than its predecessor. The church calendar finds us in the fourth Sunday of Epiphany, a season in which we celebrate the revelation of God among us. The lectionary, the cycle of readings for church, is in year B, which is the year of the gospel according to Mark. There are a couple things about Mark 
that will come back to you again and again throughout the course of this year. First, Mark was the first gospel. Mark was the first gospel written, and it's likely it had its roots in oral tradition. Early Judean Christians probably said it out loud. It greatly influenced Matthew and Luke. Collectively, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the synoptic gospels. They summarize Jesus's life in a chronological fashion with similar order of events in each one. Mark was written in Koine or common Greek with a terse laconic style. In the past, I've referred to Mark as the Hemingway of the gospel writers. Like Hemingway, Mark's language is decidedly not flowery. However, Mark does have a few linguistic ticks. Since I've been married, my incredible wife has pointed out a curious thing that I say. I often preface a statement with, you know. I don't do this in the same way that people say like or um. I start a statement with, you know, when I'm relating something that others probably don't know. I reserve the phrase for the esoteric and truly unknowable things. For example, without sharing my calendar at all, I will say, you know, I have a dentist appointment on Thursday, or, you know, there's a west swell coming on Friday from 265 degrees at 18 seconds. Much to my wife's chagrin, I use the phrase in my own way. Likewise, Mark has a phrase he uses his own way. I'm guessing some of you remember it immediately. Everything in Mark happens immediately. Whether or not events really were as temporally intertwined as Mark suggests, the effect is that Mark's gospel moves. It happens quickly. It is an expression of a community that is in shock. Shocked from the death of Jesus and shocked from the effects of Roman imperialism. Right around when Mark was written, the year 70 of the Common Era, give or take 10 years or so, the Romans put the beat down on Jewish rebels. In the process, they destroyed Jerusalem and its temple. It's hard to say if that happened just before or just after Mark's gospel, but we know that Mark was written during a tough time in Judea. In other words, it's a good gospel for us to read during the pandemic. There is one more important bit of orienteering for Mark. In Mark, Jesus keeps his identity secret. In Mark, no one knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. No one knows that Clark Kent is Superman. No one knows that Jesus is the Messiah, God incarnate. No one knows except the people that do know. Case in point, the quote, unclean spirit from today. Jesus is teaching at the local synagogue in Capernaum, a little town on the North shore of the Sea of Galilee. And a guy there cries out, I know who you are. 
the Holy One of God. Now, as hecklers go, this is pretty good. He doesn't like call him a bad name or say that his teaching stinks. He calls Jesus the Holy One of God. Still, Jesus is not having it. What does Jesus say? Be silent. Shh. Don't say anything. Don't let the cat out of the bag. Keep my identity secret. The Markin secret. Jesus calls the spirit out of the man and everything is back to normal, except for the people that saw everything go down. The people who saw it are changed. They know something is up. This is different, they say. We have all had those moments that change us. We fall in love. We find our careers. We are resurrected from the dead. Looking at you, Kim. Those are rare moments of revelation. They are epiphanies. We suddenly see the world and our lives differently. Maybe we see God and see how we relate to one another. In those moments, those epiphanies, everything looks clearer. The secret is no longer a secret. The truth is right before our eyes. It's always been there, but now we see it. As we struggle through the pandemic, as we await the vaccine and some semblance of normalcy, we live amidst the reality that love eternal is with us always that nothing we do or don't do can change the grace in which we are wrapped and that holiness is with us whether we keep it secret or not amen the mustard seed this week is to listen to the voice of the unclean spirit. Listen in your life to someone that you would deem unclean or not good or somehow rejected that might be telling you something about love eternal, telling you something about the truth of this life listen for that unclean spirit this week have a great week With trust and hope.
we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth, and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute. For prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, We pray for all who are struggling to get the COVID vaccine, those who are in need. We also pray for those who society deems unclean, who witness to something eternal and are speaking truth to power. For all of these, we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.